Thanks for tuning in today to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and on Community Concepts, we take an inside look at organizations that deal with the community and issues they face when it comes to employment. So whether you're a veteran, a woman, a mature worker, or an individual with a disability, we have a show for you. And today we are discussing the employer support of the Guard and Reserve, which is also known as ESGR. Joining us to talk about this organization is Tim Frang, and he is the Employer Outreach Coordinator at the Wisconsin ESGR. Tim, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Katie. Now, to start us off, can you tell us about your organization and kind of what your role is there? Well, uh, ESGR is a national program. Wisconsin is just one of 50 states, and uh, the territories are also included in uh, that, so 54 entities that work with reserve component members and their employers to do a couple of things. First of all, probably what I consider most important is to recognize employers for the support that they give to our reservists and National Guardsmen where they go above and beyond what's required by law to support their National Guardsmen and reservists. In addition to the awards program, we also have uh, what we call military outreach, which is where we work with National Guard and reserve units to brief the members on what their obligations are under the Uniformed Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act. In addition to the awards and recognition, we try to recognize employers and foster relationships between employers and their employees that are reservists and National Guard's personnel to support their military and civilian careers and to try and preclude any uh, misunderstandings or anything like that. ESGR was founded in 1972, and again, it's probably working best to assist the resolution of conflicts or to avoid conflicts that might arise between uh, misunderstandings of what happens when people have what we call dual careers, dual careers being a civilian career and a military career, or just serving their initial military obligation. So that's kind of what ESGR does in a nutshell. And what do you do for ESGR? In the state of Wisconsin, my job started out about eight years ago. I started out in the employer outreach part of that. And what that involves is recognizing employers and supervisors that, again, like I said before, go above and beyond what's normally expected. The service members, in this case, reservists and National Guardsmen, can nominate their employers for awards. And we present those awards to the employers or supervisors. And we also, uh, at that point in time, ask them to recognize people's military obligations by signing what we call a statement of support. And that statement of support simply says that they agree, they value the, the membership of the their employee working in the reserve components, and they agree to abide by the Uniformed Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act. Since joining the ESGR program, I've also taken on the responsibility and the state awards director And the SGR program has a series of awards that we present to employers, starting out with the Patriot Award, which is the initial award that uh, a service member can submit their employer for. And then we go to higher level awards. I guess the the highest level award is what is called the Freedom Award. The Freedom Award is uh, one of 
It's a national prestige award which recognizes 15 employers each year nationally. It's presented at the Pentagon, which recognizes those uh, business entities that go above and beyond what's required and kind of hit home runs relative to supporting their reserve component personnel. Those 15 awards every year, they're again, they're given nationally. Five of them are given to large corporations, which are over 500 employees. Five of them are given to smaller companies that are under 500 employees. And then five of them are given to municipal and governmental agencies that support their employees, again, above and beyond what's, what's required. Now, when you're kind of giving these awards and your reservists are nominating them, what criteria do they kind of use to determine who is eligible and what's that whole nomination process like? Well, the nomination process is, uh, in today's uh, day and age, it's, it's all automated. They can go online and submit a nomination, which goes to a national entity. They collect them there. The criteria for that, it really is up to the service member if they consider that their employer or their supervisor has gone above and beyond what they feel is is an expectation that they could have as a service member. Every service member is entitled to submit their employer or employers or supervisors for an award. It goes into that uh, website. The awards are produced in Washington, D.C. and then mailed back to the state. The state of Wisconsin in particular, is divided into nine regions, geographic regions, and those regions have individuals that are responsible for meeting with the employers and presenting the awards, really kind of having a recognition ceremony based on what the service member would like to see happen. Uh, They can invite their family to it. They can invite their unit commander to it. It's certainly whatever the employee and the employer agree upon. We don't want to disrupt the business processes or anything like that, but uh, a lot of employers recognize it as a uh, significant event, uh, and they recognize it in their employer uh, newsletters and things like that. So they submit those awards. They get produced again in Washington and then mailed back for distribution to the different regions within each state and territory. Now, once an employer has been nominated and they've received their award, is this information sent out somewhere so other reservists know that this particular employer is a great place to work? Is that kind of information made public for those individuals? Well, yes. Uh, What we try to do is do a press release after each award, which goes goes back to our state headquarters and then goes out to local media, recognizing that there has been an award presented. We also, at the time that we present the Patriot Award, ask the employer to enter into what I had mentioned earlier, a statement of support. Now, that statement of support is a document that can be hung in the employer's workplace, either in their lobby or in in any place throughout their facility, which uh, serves as as a recognition to employees and to people traveling to that to that particular business that this company supports uniform services, employment, and reemployment rights and rights act, and also is supportive of and and recognizes and is supportive of the value of the work that the National Guard or Reservist has done. Obviously, like these awards are kind of the capstone of this relationship between the employer and their reservist. So as long as we're talking about this, I was just wondering. 
how do you really help these individuals foster a conducive and constructive relationship? It's not necessarily my area of expertise, but one thing that the ESGR program is getting more and more into through the employer outreach program, which is another part of the program other than the awards, is uh, fostering focus groups of different employers that are willing to meet together periodically to talk about how they support and recognize uh, reserve component members, deal with issues that they have uh, with them. Again, that employer focus group, those type of organizations is something that's kind of a new nuance to the uh, ESGR program, but it's trying to bring employers together in a collaborative uh, sense to talk about issues and talk about how they recognize uh, their service members and share different ideas with other organizations that are either located geographically with them or have related business contacts. And I imagine one of the things that's often discussed in these focus groups is that act that you mentioned, the Uniform Services Employment and Reemployment Act. Can you tell us a little bit more about this act and what the rights and obligations are for both employers and reservists? What it is is a federal statute that provides for the support of reservists and National Guardsmen in dealing with their employer. ESGR kind of takes a a middle-of-the-road stance. What we try to do is educate not only the service member, but we we also provide services to assist employers in understanding what their obligations are. And our I guess our ultimate goal is to try and educate people before they come to any conflict or or things that require uh, other resolution, other means of resolution. Uh, resorting to another agency or trying to solve issues through educating people at the lowest common denominator level. So what are those rights and obligations for reservists just in specific? And it, it doesn't have to be in detail and depth, just kind of in general. So if you're a reservist, what rights and obligations do you have as an employee then? Under that law, under the USERA law, they have to report back to their employer. Well, first of all, they have to inform their employer what their military obligation is. And uh, this can be as easy as what their weekend drill schedule is. If they get a notice that the unit is potentially going to be mobilized, they need to uh, inform their employer of that. When they receive their orders for mobilization, they need to inform their employer what their departure dates are going to be. And then on the return side, when they return from duty, based on the period of time that they're gone, uh, they have a schedule as far as uh, how quickly they have to report back to the employer to be available for work. As a case in point, believe if you're mobilized for longer than a year, you have 30 days from one year at least from active duty, that you have to report back to your employer for work. And what we try to do is foster a relationship where service members throughout their employment and throughout their deployment as a military member keep those lines of communication going with their uh, employers. It's very easy to do with the uh, first-line supervisors, but then sometimes as it in larger corporations, as it get mo- gets moved up to the HR department, Sometimes that communications gets lost. So uh, what we try to do is encourage people to be forward and, and forward with all of their comments and, and their uh, communications with their employer 
as to what their military obligations are. On the employer's part, when a service member is deployed for military duty, whether that involves a weekend drill assembly or if it involves a longer period of military deployment, when that service member returns to work, they need to be offered either their job back or a job similar in pay and stature relative to uh, the time before they, they left for military service. All right. Now, if you could give any tips or words of encouragement as we look to wrap up the show or just anything to share with our reservists or employers who are listening now, what should they really know about what ESGR can do for them? First of all, Katie, I would direct them to a site, which is www.esgr.mil. It does a very excellent job in laying out what the ESGR program is. In this particular case, by going to that site, again, www.esgr.mil, you can bring up not only what the program is about, what it offers employers, service members, and their families. It also talks about USERA, and it also goes to the length of talking about within each state, you can call, you can go to the site, and when you, when you click on ESGR, it will bring up a uh, map of the United States and territories that will identify a link that you can go to that will identify for your listeners that are outside the state of Wisconsin what the uh, local agency is for contacting ESGR in their particular locale. It talks about the awards probably a little bit more uh, eloquently than I did. <laughs> One thing that I would like to mention, recently ESGR has morphed a little in that we not only seek to have the service members recognize their employers and their supervisors, but also we have opportunities for spouses of service members to recognize their employers and supervisors. That may not seem important, but really when it comes to a military deployment and the employment of a, of a service member, it really is, is a family function. So Sometimes the people that, well, the soldier's deployed or soldier, sailor, marine is deployed, the family is what comes into contact with the employer. And this is an opportunity to recognize that employer for support that is given to spouses and families. Well, there you have it. If you are a reservist or a spouse of a reservist, do go and check out ESGR. And that is ESGR.mil if you're looking to get more information on them. However, our time is coming to a close today on Community Concepts. So I just want to thank Tim for joining us and sharing his experience and insight into ESGR. So thank you. Thank you. Now to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you'd like to share with our team, please send us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio.